Alright guys, welcome back to Nightly Encounters. This is episode 2 and I'm super excited. We have a special guest here today and her name is Amanda Smith and she has a very awesome story for us today. So go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, Amanda. Hey guys, so my name is Amanda. I am married to my husband James. I have three kids. I'm 30 years old. I'm in the army as a chaplain assistant. Um, I grew up in Michigan. Uh, I lived in Washington for a while. I lived in Germany and I currently live in Texas. So you lived in pretty creepy places then, huh? So you got, you got Washington, Germany, Michigan, and all of those other places, huh? Yeah. Like I think the creepiest was probably Germany, but I saw some spooky stuff in Michigan and Washington was kind of like interesting but yeah i think germany was like the creepiest place even though michigan has some good stories too wow that is uh, so cool so i know we're like we're really just gonna jump into it because she actually has a lot to say she uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> she uh she sent me uh an email and i printed out the email right and it came out to be like five pages long i didn't so, realize it was that long so. I, I, <laughs> <right>? yeah <laughs> so i uh i'm deciding you know i'm not gonna read you guys five pages i thought to let's you know let's just bring amanda on because she could explain it a lot better anyways and you guys would probably get really bored if i read five pages so yeah all right so amanda so let's say <sighs> okay where Go ahead. Go start it off then. Where do I begin kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I can start from like, if I start from the very beginning, I, forgive me if I get back and forth because my recollection of things like I, I tend to rabbit trail and I tend to bounce back and forth. So please forgive me for this, but it all makes sense in the end. So um, it started like really super, super young. Uh, my mom, um, like I grew up in a trailer, right? So I remember being in this trailer, I remember going to sleep at night. Like I was like super little. And I remember like waking up and like seeing like lights and feeling like there was something around me. And I didn't know that that specific house was haunted until my mom told me later on after my great grandma died that there would be things that moved in the house and stuff like that. So I was like two or three or something like where I was just barely remembering stuff, but I remember the feeling of somebody there in the room or seeing stuff. Yeah. So that was like my first recollection of things. Um, I didn't really start to experience things until my grandma died. I think I was like either like first or second grade. And I remember the day my mom came home when my grandma, when she, when my grandma died, my grandma died of cervical cancer. Um, she had a pretty bad death because my biological father was a drug addict. So he would like take the morphine out of my grandma's IV and replace it with water. And so I know she had a painful death. And so I don't know if that like correlates with what I saw, but I remember seeing her in mirrors throughout my upbringing or anything that reflected like windows or anything like that. I'd see her face and I'd see her like thin blackish gray hair and like this pearl necklace and this like purple like velvet dress with buttons 
that went up it and she'd like it, it depend on the time that I saw her but like like she would like press against the glass or she'd look like she was screaming or she'd look sad or something like that so it always freaked me out because like I never knew when it would happen but it would happen and I'm like when it happened obviously it was like oh my gosh like what am I gonna do you know? so in in your perspective though did you think she was uh, a, a creepy looking lady when you did see her or was like overall or was she, you know, a nice, sweet looking lady? I, she was how she looked, how I remembered her, but she looked like scared or she would look like, um, like not mad, but like, like kind of like, I don't think she was trying to scare me, but she, she scared me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she, there was times that like when she would reach out, she had this like crazed, look i guess is what i'm trying to say it was like it was it's hard to explain if that makes sense yeah 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 yeah, that definitely makes sense yeah because i know that you're saying that um yeah because she had a lot of how old was she then oh she wasn't that old like she was probably in her late 40s or early 50s when she died oh wow okay yeah so she wasn't that old like and so I always saw her. I even saw her up to the point of, like, I was with my ex-husband, and this is when we were just dating, and we were playing hide-and-seek in his house, and I hadn't seen her in so long. Um, But we were, like, playing hide-and-seek, and I was, like... I, we, it was in the dark. We it was at night, and we had a I had a flashlight, and I was trying to find John. That's his name. And... um I shined a light on a mirror that was in the like living area and she was there and I freaked out and screamed for him. And then he ran in and turned on all the lights and stuff like that. Obviously he didn't see her, but like I saw her and I was like, I have not seen her in like years and like, and he didn't really know about that until that moment. So yeah, yeah. yeah, It was really interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, so after, after you seen her in like your mirror and all that stuff, you said something about your brothers seeing her, or was oh, that? Oh, so that or it, it, it's a different thing. So my brothers, it's not that they saw her. So growing up, I um, so my mom really like dabbled in. I wouldn't say they like the dark arts, but she was really interested in the paranormal. That's what I was thinking. So she was super interested in the paranormal. And we always used to watch ghost shows and like she would tell me her stories because she grew up with stories. She saw my great grandmother in that first trailer that I was talking about. A lot of the stuff she believed it was my great grandma that was moving things or doing whatever in that house. So um, I, uh, I took an interest in a Ouija board and I wanted one so bad that I never got one. And I, and I only saw it just because, like, one show I saw that there there was a, such a thing as a Ouija board. I didn't know much about it until then. And then my friend coincidentally brought one over that he bought from a store. So we started playing it in the backyard that I was showing you. And we played it in the treehouse. And um, I, got, I started to get addicted to it. It was weird. Like, in... And at first, I didn't believe that I thought it was just like my friend just being like, oh, you know, like, uh, like just joking with me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then I started answering questions that I never told him. I, I don't remember the questions. And I know that sounds kind of bad, but I remember the feeling that I had was like it scared me, but I was intrigued. So I kept 
playing with him whenever I could, whenever he'd come over. And he didn't come over very often because he was kind of a weird kid. But he would come over, he'd bring his Ouija board, and we'd sit at the picnic table in my backyard or in my treehouse, and we'd just play it. And I would ask questions, and I really felt like maybe it was my grandma, but I didn't know. So then there was one night I specifically remember... And I know this sounds stupid, but I made my own Ouija board out of, like, paper and some ghetto plastic that I just, like, cut. And I sat in my room, and I remember sitting there trying to, like, empty my mind and let whatever was there in. And the, it, it, it moved. And I don't, I don't, I want to, I'm very logical, and I try to, like, dismiss things. So maybe it was my subconscious that was moving it, but it moved when it was just me. And I don't think that's a normal thing. So then to add on to that, my brothers, like what you mentioned in the story, um, they saw, so the way my house is like, there's a stairs, right? And they were at the bottom of the stairs and they saw a woman walking from my bathroom, which is on one side of my house. And they saw her walk towards my room, which is, um, which is parallel to my bathroom. Like, literally, you walk from my bathroom to my bedroom just if you go straight. This is the house in Michigan, correct? Yes, okay. this is the house in Michigan, um, the one I grew up in. For, I mean, I grew up in a couple – I didn't grow up in. I moved from house to house, but I primarily grew up in the house in Michigan, in Duran, Michigan. Um, it was kind of like run-down house. It's been there for a while kind of thing, which okay. is like most houses in Michigan. They've been there for a while, so – my brothers were like, hey, did you just go into your room? And I wasn't there. Like, I was in a different room. And I answered them, and I was like, no, I'm right here. And they were, like, freaked out. Like, they were like, we literally just saw a woman walk into your room. We thought it was you. And it wasn't. I would say, hell no. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, so there was stuff like that happening. I always kind of felt weird in that house, especially the basement. But, like, that house just, like didn't it just didn't sit well but yeah. it it's not like a whole bunch of stuff happened it was mainly just me on the Ouija board I just remember like me playing on that a lot and feeling a connection with it and I didn't want to let that go so that correlates to Washington right so when I first moved to Washington brought one over so and it was I remember it was a stupid like glow in the dark one and I was like oh can we get it and it wasn't very much money so we bought it and I brought it home, and I was so excited because I was like, oh, I'm going to summon some stuff up. And then we were in the Washington house, and nothing happened. And it was like I was so disappointed, right? So we kept trying to play it in, in that stupid little apartment in Washington. Nothing happened, right? So we just put it to the side, and then eventually we moved to Germany. Yeah. And so we went to Germany. And um, we didn't really play on it then. We put it in our guest room, and we kind of forgot about it. Um, and then, like, my ex-husband deployed. And it, while, when we went to Germany, nothing really happened until... What was... What was I'm sorry. Uh, what was the time frame between this? All right. So um, we bought the Ouija board either in 2007 or 2008, okay. and then we moved to Germany in 2009. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, and then my ex-husband deployed to the, at the end of 2009, and then he was there to, through 2010. So, it was like November of 2009, I'm pretty sure, and then he came back November of 2010. Okay. So, um, he deployed, right? So, he deployed November, um, and 
we had a bunch of friends over and stuff like that. Like I said, we kept it, the Ouija board in our guest room. And um, I remember the first instant I, incident I had in Germany was I was on the phone with my friend Hannah. And I was in the middle of my living room on the phone. And I remember smelling like a sulfur smell. And I was like, what the heck is going on? No. Yeah, right? I was like, what the heck is this? So, and I told her, I was like... Dude, I smell something weird. It smells like sulfur. And we just kind of dismissed it because I was like, of course, I'm going to smell something weird when my husband deploys, right? So as we go on um, throughout the year, before my friend, so like just a little backstory again, because my ex-husband deployed to Iraq, my friend wanted to come out and stay with me as long as she could, which was like four months. Um, and she was going to help me with the sitter and all that stuff. Cause I had two kids at that time. And yeah, so she was just helping me out and keeping me company. So I wasn't alone because most of the spouses left back home and I was the only one in my building, literally all the spouses left because it was a very small base, excuse me. And, uh, and so a very small base. So they're all in the same unit. So everybody went home when everybody deployed. So it was, it was literally just me in my building. And so she came, she was with me and, um, we didn't start, like I had some happenings, like I had the TV turn off, um, turn off and on, like my alarm clock was weird, but I I wasn't too alarmed by it. I was like, whatever, it's just like power or I'm just smelling stuff because I was thinking my subconscious or whatever. Right. So she came and um, that and stuff started picking up when she came. So I don't know if something was connected to her, but I really do think it was the Ouija board because after she came, it was like a month or so after she came. Um, I, I mean, we had been experiencing like stuff that I was dealing with before, but in a higher extreme, like the TV would turn off the, the alarm clock would like do weird stuff like a movie. Like it would just like the numbers would just change. I had a dog, I had a boxer and it would go at the end of my hallway and it would stare down the end of my hallway and growl. My kids would be in their room and I'd walk by and they'd be the, they would be waving and saying hi to nothing. There'd be nothing there. And they're like, and Ian, that's my oldest son. I was like, hi. And I was just like, what the heck? You know? And there was even a time, like, I remember, I, like, the dresser in my son's room was placed in the corner. So, like, you have a, a square, right? And it's in the corner. So, it's really hard for a two-year-old. And this was a heavy dresser to, like, push it over and fling the doors out. But this whole dresser was over in the drawers were flung out and it was it was it was nuts like I was starting to get freaked out and I remember when she came she was like your house is weird and her alarm clock was doing the same things like her like she said in the bathroom we had a a cabinet in the bathroom and she said she could hear knocking or like somebody was opening and closing the closet like a lot Yeah, right. And she she just didn't like it. She's like, it did, it doesn't sit well with me. So um, I remember one night we were sitting on the couch and I have like an L-shaped couch. It was like a sectional thing, right? And we're watching TV and we're both on our computers watching TV. And um, all of a sudden I hear this crash. And my youngest daughter, she was under a year old, Lena, started screaming and crying. And I, I got up and I ran down the hallway and went to her room. 
and her bassinet, like this is a metal and wood bassinet, looked like somebody had grabbed each of the sides and pushed down. And she was outside of the bassinet on the floor, swaddled, screaming. And the whole bassinet was just ruined. Like it was just like a wreck. And I was like, I was like, what the hell just happened? You know, I grabbed my baby. I ran into the, to the living room and I told Susie and I was like freaking out. And I didn't fix the bassinet. I just threw it away. You know, it was, it was destroyed. And I don't know how that could have happened. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was crazy. So that was one of the things, like, I mean, obviously, besides the tapping on the doors, my dog freaking out, my lights going on and off, Susie just telling me, like, weird feelings and stuff was happening. I know it's very vague, but I don't remember everything that she was describing to me. But then there was this one night, like, because I'm interested in the paranormal. So I was like, you know what? I've heard of automatic writing. I think I'm going to do it. I just want to see what happens. So automatic writing, I think think if I remember correctly is typically done on paper but I was like I'm gonna do it in my laptop and I had a laptop mini so that was when they first came out they were like all the rage it was like 200 bucks two or 300 bucks so it was cheap so I bought it so do you want to tell us uh what exactly is automatic writing then uh from what I understand automatic writing is is when you let an entity speak through you okay yeah so like like you clear your mind and you just let them speak like, yeah, speak through you pretty much. I mean, it's nothing crazy. And then yeah. you just write down what they What say. they're saying. Okay. Right. Gotcha. So um, I was like, I'm going to do automatic writing on this laptop. And so I sat in my living room. My kids were asleep. The TV was off. I didn't have any music on. And I remember sitting in my living room. I had the laptop on my lap. And then I meditated for a second and I just let everything out and I was like, okay, whatever wants to speak, speak through me. And that's what I was thinking. I was just being open. And then I just started typing whatever I heard in my head. And I know that sounds psychotic. I know it does, but I heard something. I don't, it's been so long. I don't remember exactly what was said. Like I used to have it saved on notes. My ex-husband saw it cause I sent it to him and Susie yeah. saw it because I showed her and when I showed my ex-husband and Susie, which was the same night after I was complete, I remember my friend Susie was like, this does not sound anything like you would talk because I don't have very good grammar. I really don't. I don't punctuate. I don't do any of that crap. Yeah. Like, I'm really bad at that. And I showed her what was said, and she got scared. Like, she was literally like, what the heck, Amanda? Like, this is weird. This isn't you. And I was like, I'm just showing you what was said, right? And I sent it to my husband. He said the same thing. So then that same night, right after I showed her that, I was like, I bet you we could do the Ouija board. Because we had tried to do the Ouija board before. It just never worked for some reason. And it was really aggravating because we had all this stuff going on, right? And we figured it would work, but it didn't. Yeah. So I was like, hey, let's do the Ouija board. I bet you it'll work this time. And I don't know why I said that. I just thought it would. And so... We went and sat in my dining room, and I remember just putting my fingers on that pointer, and it's the same one I bought from Washington. All of this to say, by the way, I got to pause. See, this is me rabbit trailing. So I had a friend that when right before my ex-husband deployed, she got on my Ouija board with her ex-husband, or no, not ex, sorry, with her husband in my guest room where I said I stored it at, 
and they both played on it trying to contact one of their family members, but it never worked. Oops, sorry. I didn't mean to hit your mic. <laughs> uh, but it didn't work. And uh, they said they never said goodbye because they didn't think it was real because it didn't work. Yeah, and that's like really dangerous yes. to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I forgot to leave I forgot I left that part out. But um I called her but when all of this stuff was happening and I asked her. I was like, "Hey man, did you do anything in my room that was like weird cuz I was literally trying to figure out what was going on. I forgot that I See, because this is me rabbit trailing, I forgot, like, there was a Frankenstein moan in there, like, and me and Susie laughed at it. Like, there's there was a lot of stuff that happened, right? And, um, like, so much that, obviously, I forget details. But, like, I remember calling her and being like, hey, what the heck? Did you, did you guys do anything? Because I was trying to find an explanation. And she's like, yeah, me and my husband, which was Matt, like... We played on it, but it didn't do anything, so we just put it up. And I was like, did you say goodbye? And she's like, no. And I remember getting so mad because it was like, you're supposed to say goodbye if you play with the Ouija board because Jeez. that's just what I believe, right? So all of that going to the automatic writing and stuff like that, right? Because maybe that's why all of this craziness like came about. Um, we, I, I was like, hey, I bet you this Ouija board will work. Let's try it. We're sitting at the dining room table. I put my fingers on it, and she put her fingers on the pointer. And then I forgot the question we asked, but the it finally moved. And Susie was freaked out. She's like, no, 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 no. And I know why she was saying that, because the feeling I got was like the same feeling I got before when I, I had the uh, Ouija board working before. And it's just like this like tingly, weird feeling that just slowly goes from your hands up your arms. It's like really hard to describe. And she's like, no, 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 no. And it's moving. And I was like, okay, we'll say goodbye. And then I pushed it to goodbye. And I sat there kind of smug feeling in a way like, like I wasn't scared for some reason. She was crying. She was terrified. Because you weren't scared at all. No. I don't know why. And, and then she was like, you have an aura. like, And she never mentioned anything about this kind of stuff before. And she's like, you have an aura. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, it's a white aura. And so we Googled it like later on and come to find out. It's just like you have a connection with the spirit, like a strong connection with the spirit, right? But she's like, you have this aura. And I remember sitting there and saying, so it's okay. You don't need to be scared. It's okay, you know? And I don't know why I said that. Because after everything, after the automatic writing and all this stuff going on and, like, everything, I wasn't scared at all, you know? And and that's weird to me, you know? So she eventually left because she could only be there for four months. We still had stuff going on, just their typical, like, lights turning on and off. You see and stuff in the background, stuff being misplaced. I remember actually, so my ex-husband was deployed. And we had Skype. So one time when I went to the grocery store, me and her, I like put my computer on so it could face the living room. And I just wanted him to watch. I don't know why. I just was like, hey, just watch the living room for me. And when I got back, he had hung up and I read the messages and he was like, babe, babe, are you there? Babe, the computer's focusing on something and it's white and it's moving across the screen. But it's not focusing on it, but it's focused on it. Like, it's like a hazy focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's walking across the street. And then he said that something literally picked up the laptop and moved it. 
and stuff like that. John said that, That's right? So awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, what? And then when I walked in, I remember like reading that and then none of my windows were open and I had this seashell thing um, that holds plants and it looked like somebody took their hand and had a flat palm and like brushed the underside of it because it just like moved. And there was no wind. There was none of my windows were open or anything like that. And I was like, what the heck is going on? You know, and like this is all in Germany. Yeah. So um, he saw that he saw some other stuff and his friends saw some other stuff like he used to tattoo people. And he said while he was tattooing people, he used him and his client literally saw white, like just like form and then disappear like white shadowy or white misty thing just form and disappear. And where was this? Was this in your like living room? In the living room. Living room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's where he, t I know it sounds ghetto, but like that's where he would typically do it at. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, like all that stuff happened. And, um, what I think like, and I know this sounds crazy because like what my, my husband, my ex-husband and my friend saw was after my friend broke the Ouija board. Um, so I had a friend come in at like right before my husband got back. She heard all, everything that was happening and I explained to her everything and like I wasn't sleeping. I had insomnia. I legit was up until eight o'clock in the morning. Like it was really bad. So um, my friend, I was like telling her about it. She actually came over and excuse me. She was like, so explain to me. I explained to her and she was like, go get your Ouija board. And I was like, okay, because I thought she wanted to see it. And I gave it to her. And she kneaded it and, crushed, and, like, ripped it in half. And as soon as she ripped it in half, I started, like, hysterically crying. And I didn't know why. And I, I before I wanted to get rid of the Ouija board, my ex-husband told me to get rid of the Ouija board. But I just didn't want to. So, like, all of these ghost stuff happening, like that was in the back of my mind was this Ouija board was. So, so you think something was attached to you to pretty much hold on to or try to get into like the paranormal slash world that you, I maybe. Yeah. Like, so? yeah, because okay. like there was literally times I Googled like how to cleanse my house, how to like, like how to make holy oil, how to make holy water without like a, a priest or yeah, whatever you yeah. know because like I was a dumb military spouse I didn't know I had access to the chapels at that time so like I was googling this stuff trying to figure out what can I do like I pray and it doesn't go away so what else can I do you know what I mean yeah so um when she came and need it and then she kept ripping it and ripping it and I just started crying and she's like that's why I did it you know and I'm like that doesn't make sense and I'm like crying I'm literally crying because she ripped my Ouija board apart Jeez. so I think part of me was attached to it in a way it was really weird I haven't played on a Ouija board since because I feel like part of that we that the Ouija board was part of the reason why it was going on um the and for the record like the the housing that I stayed in was an Unspock or um uh, not Barton Barracks. It was in Onspock. And I forgot the name of the barracks now. Because there's I can name off Stork Barracks, Barton Barracks. I think it was across the street from Barton Barracks. If any of you guys want to Google it, look at Barton Barracks on the maps. And it was the one literally across the street from Barton Barracks. And that supposed spot was not a concentration camp, but a containment camp for Jews back in... The world wars mm. yeah 
So I and I found that out while all this this stuff was going on or whatever. So she destroyed the Ouija board. Anyways, she destroyed it and it was crazy and stuff started to go away, but there were still minor things that was happening, like the stuff that I told you that my ex-husband and his friends would see. So we moved away from there. It was such a blessing to move away from there. Like I was so relieved and we went to Washington and stuff got better. There were still negative energies and stuff around. I didn't have a Ouija board in there, but there I could feel people bringing in negativity and like weird stuff happening. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was because during that time I was like going through pregnancy and all this stuff, but I just remember like I had to go through the house with sage. I used ting shaw bells, which break up negative energy. I prayed, all this stuff, or what have you. And, yeah, it, it just, like, after Washington State, I haven't really felt any craziness until I went to the Emily Morgan. So, yeah, that's kind of it. I hope that explains it. You know, if you have any questions, let me know. <laughs> yeah, um, so I know in the story you also talked about um, uh, you had sleep paralysis. Oh, I completely yeah. forgot about the sleep paralysis. Holy crap. All right, that was in Michigan. I had some sleep paralysis in Washington, too, actually. Yes, you're right. So the first time I had sleep paralysis, I completely missed the haunted house that I went through when I was a teenager. So with my ex-husband and I, go ahead. No, oh, you, no, no. Yeah so, yeah, so let's go back to... Um, so this is all before Germany, right? The What you're about to tell us, right? Okay, yes. so... I think that's just crazy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not saying you're crazy, but I'm no, just saying no, no, like, like the whole, wow, it's just, it's intense. So <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Let's go back to, um, what, what you have to go. For. All right. So in Michigan, um, this is when my, my ex-husband, John and I were teenagers. And so this was in Rochester, Michigan. And, um, this house, like, I didn't know this house was like stupid haunted until I went there. And, um, we, so me, my friend, Sean, and then Trisha, her, his girlfriend and John and I all went there. Sean's dad dropped us off and we get there and their friend Courtney, who is like a stupid, like crazy weed smoker, like was like, Hey man, like come hang out. So we went to hang out because apparently she was super cool. Right. And then when we get there, she's like, yeah, like the house is haunted. Sean and, and uh, John knew about it, but didn't bother to tell me and Trisha at all. So I didn't find out till I got there, until she told us, till they're like, oh, yeah, you know. So um, the first night I get there, I walk into the upstairs. Like, the whole house just feels weird. It's old as heck. I don't know why it's haunted. They just told me it was. It's old. I just didn't like the feeling I got. I went upstairs in the bathroom. And it felt like something grabbed my ankle in the shower while I was trying to shave my legs. And it was just, like, odd. But I was just like, oh, that's just me being paranoid because they said it's haunted, right? So then I'm in my friend's room. And I was sitting next to Trisha, Sean, and then John and Courtney, the person that owned the house. Or, like, the you know you know what I mean by owned yeah. the house. Yeah, yeah, her mom owned it. Um, we're sitting on the off the bed. We're on the bed. And then... Like, I felt this, like, crazy tingly feeling, like, kind of how I had with the Ouija board, um, like, come over my whole body. 
and it was like this warm tingly like crazy like it's undescribable and I felt my eyes roll back into my head and I was like shaking and I remember them like calling out my name and then I just like kind of snapped out of it and they're like what the heck and I really felt like something like overcame me right like it was just weird and they had told me that there has been multiple times where um like people come in there, like stuff would move around, like all this weird stuff. But they said the entity that they felt was in there was really bad. And I don't know if it was like, I don't know what it was. I mean, I heard stories and stuff, but like, it just like, I didn't know a lot of history with it or whatever. So I remember we stayed there for like, maybe like five days because it was over Thanksgiving. Um, I don't remember exactly the year. I think it was like maybe 2006. So this is super early. Like this is when me and my ex-husband were like dating. So um, we uh, we stayed there over the Thanksgiving break. And I remember sleeping in the hallway because I'm ghetto like that. And I was with my ex-husband and I was spooning him. And <laughs> I know that doesn't make a lot of sense to say that, but whatever. So I was spooning him and... I uh, fell asleep, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, like, I wake up, and I look down the hallway, and I feel paralyzed. So this is where I'm like, I try to I try to think logically. I honestly do. So I'm like, maybe this was sleep paralysis, but I felt paralyzed, and I looked down the hallway, and there was this, like, lanky freaking creature, like, with this, like, eyes, like, I don't know how to describe, they weren't, like, yellow or crazy, or, they were just, like, looking at me, and I, I, and it had, like, this, these long appendages, I think that's the word for it, and, like, it just was, like, lanky and skinny, and it was, like, coming at me, and I was freaking out, and I was trying to tap him with my thumb, because that was the only thing I could move, yeah, and obviously he's, like, dead asleep, so he's not gonna feel my thumb, and I'm freaking out because I can't move. And then all of a sudden I, I like can snap out of like my paralysis, but it was still there. I wake, I shake John, and then we run down the stairs because where we were sleeping at in the hallway was like the stairs, and then like the hallway was like intersecting it like perfectly with the stairs. The stairs was perfectly aligned with the middle, and we were just sleeping in the hallway. And all this sounds really ghetto, but that's what it was. Yeah. And so we ran down the stairs, and my friend's mom was sitting at the table smoking a cigarette, and we told them what was going on, and they told me, like, all these stories about, like, like clowns appearing out of nowhere, like, all this craziness, right? And I was like, oh, man, this is what happened, you know? So obviously we, we still ha kept having things happen, you know, like... Um, my friends would see apparitions, like, stuff would be moved. I was just, it was a really uneasy feeling, so um, that's kind of, like, what happened in that house with him and me having, like, seeing that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I know I bounce back and forth with a lot of things, but um, it's easy to forget when it's been so long. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and especially since there's been so much going on. Yeah. that, too. So. Yeah. Wow.